It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. And welcome to Footballist League Arsenal. This is, of course, not the voice of Boyd Hilton, who's over in New York doing something incredibly showbiz. Some of us were also abroad this week, but following the Arsenal over land and sea. So that was myself over in Munich. I've got Sam Hardcastle making his Footballist League Arsenal debut. You were also in Munich yesterday. I was. Thanks for the invite. Absolute pleasure. Great to have you. Often seen you uh, all over the country following the Arsenal. Also incredibly excited to have Warren Rice here, who is the secretary of Arsenal Australia Supporters Group, who was also in, in Munich yesterday. So, Warren, great to have you with us. A great trip with her. There was, yeah. what, six of you? Six of you on the, on the yes, trip? Yes, there are six of us. I'll ask you a little bit more about the trip in due course. And uh, not to undermine you or dig you out for not bothering to go to Munich, because yeah. you probably knew what was going to happen, unlike the rest <laughs> of us, Ricky. Something like that. Have you been to Munich before? You I haven't. Been, no. Sam said he's been, I think, three times in the last four years, and I've never been. Sam actually said, yeah, three times, and four, four times in total. yesterday, yeah. 2001 wow. was the first time. Much he just loves Munich. <laughs> <laughs> I just like German beer. <laughs> <laughs> Love German beer, which was possibly the highlight of, of the trip, the German beer. Yeah, that or the schnitzel. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I've got to tell you, right, Sam and I were, were sitting pretty much together last night, and after about 32 minutes of the game, Sam turned to me and went, I can't wait for my potato skins back in the Hard Rock Cafe after this game. You're going to get me a reputation here, Josh. That is how, how, how into the game we both were after 30 minutes, because we knew we were obviously completely done. The game was up. It's hard enough coming down from 1-0, never mind 2-0, never mind 3-0. And, uh, you know, attention turned to food. And did you go and get your potato skins was the first key question about last night. Unfortunately not. The rest ah. of the boys let me down. They were, they were flagging, apparently. What happened after the game? One beer and then a Burger King. <laughs> one beer and a Burger King. Five o'clock start for our flight home. You could have morning. at least had one. Well, I guess that was one beer for every Arsenal goal scored last night. You, you could have toasted each of the, the five German goals. Yeah. What with a Burger King? Were you even? In, you weren't even there for the fifth. You'd gone. No, I was well and truly down the stairs on my way out. <laughs> Did you hear a roar? 
Yeah, at first we thought we'd pulled one back. We had that glimmer of hope. And <laughs> contemplated running back up the stairs. And then what is if it might have been a vital away <laughs> goal because we won 2 0 in the first leg? So yeah, if we'd have we'd done this it on would have, this would have been making it 4 4. <laughs> always looking hope. Half. Sadly, it didn't go that way. But, uh, but listen, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more generally about both the, the Swansea game, which was so brilliant, but then the, the Bayern Munich game that was so terrible in, in due course. But firstly, Warren, just, just tell us about this. You, I, I, lo- I loved this yesterday. Six of you have come over. For a couple of weeks, and you, you're taking a few games. Yeah, this is the fifth tour. We've um, I've brought over seven uh, once, and that was a bit hard, a bit hard to organise seven Australians that I've never met before. But uh, there was five on this one, um, and we've had a great time, except for a couple of bad results. Because you said you got here, you landed, and you went straight to Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, we had time to check into the hotel, have a shower, get in our red gear right. and, or yellow gear, um, head to Sheffield, and then get depressed. Right. Yeah. And go and see Glenn Kamara. That must have been worth the 24 hour plane ride. I think Callum Chambers was, was, was even worse. Yeah. Was he on your plane, Callum? Does that explain Callum's performance? Did he come and get you from Australia? <laughs> and then also have to go and play the game. It, it would have explained a lot. I've got to be honest, I didn't see the Sheffield Wednesday game. I was, I was in China last week at work. Which so I was, so... I was at the Sheffield Wednesday game. I didn't make yeah. it to Muni, but I made it to Sheffield. Right. And that was. Can I just. Uh, say, while we're talking about these away trips, and we're going majorly off topic in a way that Boyd and his official menus make it upset with, but. Credit. I, I went with a, and, and so did Warren. Went with a, a company called Sport Options this week, and this is not in any way being financed by Sport Options this trip. But I want to give them due credit where, where it's due because Arsenal no longer put on these official trips. They don't. They don't provide air travel for anyone. There's a company that does, which means if you only want to take one day off work, which is what you know I wanted to do yesterday, you can go in. They, they take you out about eight in the morning. I fly there for Luton. We got back to Luton about five past one in the morning. I was in bed by two a.m. Absolutely brilliant. Well, actually is quicker than if probably you got home from Sheffield Wednesday. I was in bed about the same time as you. From Not Sheffield last Wednesday. night. After Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. After Sheffield, it was just, you know, amazing. So credit to them, you know, uh, on a good service and... Uh, they're not sure if they're going to do a trip for Olympiacos. I suspect they want to see if that game means anything because, you know, there's opportunity that it won't. So, um, so anyway, brilliant to have everyone here. Let's go back briefly, if we can, just to Swansea because I know we're going to be so dominated talking about the, the Bayern Munich game. But I want to get us into the mindset of how I felt after the Swansea game because but after the Swansea game, everything was kind of rosy. We're joint top of the league, if you want to look like that. Second, if you want to be brutally honest. And yet... We were so I was so positive coming out of that Swansea game because I thought that is a game everyone's going to go tough game. They beat us twice last year. If we get a point, it's not the end of the world. But then, Ricky, we were we were brilliant second half, particularly. We were brilliant. Maybe it's better to talk about the Swansea game. It's a cheerier, cheerier subject than last night. Not to interrupt. We are not going to let this podcast be totally negative because I'm fed up with people like Gillard, Ollie, Boyd, and their negativity the last few weeks. There's people who have got to have a bit of a reality check to the situation with Arsenal Football Club at the well. moment. The, the situation in the Champions League is no different to what it was two weeks ago. We, probably, we knew we were probably going to go to need to go and win two goals in Olympiacos. We hope that will still be the case and we're joined top of the league. Anyway, back to how you were feeling at Swansea. Well, you, you know me, Josh. You know I like to be positive like you and um, going back to Swansea, I thought first half, I actually watched it on one of those dodgy satellites or dodgy cables that uh, someone has um, is that okay to say <laughs> yeah, just to point that, name, did, you see, did you see the Gary Neville documentary about the class of 92 yes, and, yeah, yeah. and how he referenced in their yes, meeting how they yes. had a dodgy skybox yes, so if he can mention it I think it, we well, that's very true yeah. so um, I watched it and like I said I try to be positive and I don't like to moan too much and I watched it and I said if someone watched this game with us with their eyes closed they would think we were 3-0 down the amount of negativity from the people that I watched the game with you would think at half time we were losing 3-0 
yes, we weren't great in the first half. Second half, we were brilliant. Uh, we we okay the second goal. I actually thought the second goal was fine. A little bit lucky, but we, we, we played very well. And if you go to teams like Swansea and win three 0 he must be must be half decent, right? Well, listen. After the disappointment of your previous away trip up to Sheffield, you know it, it was the absolute reverse. The three 0 mirrored the other way. You must have been delighted, Warren. Absolutely, it was a brilliant experience. Um, I must say also about Sheffield that probably the best thing about Sheffield was actually seeing Hillsborough. I was really, really excited about seeing Hillsborough. But um, Swansea, yeah, fantastic. Um, halftime, it, it was it was a bit dicey and, and standing in the crowd, um, everyone around me was the same thing. They were complaining a little bit about what they saw the first half, but the second half was brilliant. It was brilliant. And Meza Ozil, to be fair, Sam, he's delivering. You're, you're a fan, aren't you? Ah, you're a fan and you, you don't be? like that he gets stick. I don't understand people that can give him stick. He's... His world class. His performances in the last two months have been absolutely outstanding. He's by far our best player so far this season, in my opinion. He's just so elegant. With ahead the of San- definitely ahead of Sanchez. Yeah. Personally, yes. I-, I didn't like Sanchez's attitude at Swansea on Saturday. I was at the game and I noticed a lot of uh, off the ball antics that were going on with him. A lot of stropping, a lot of throwing his hands up in the air, sitting on the floor when he wasn't getting the ball. But Thierry used to do that. Yeah, and I used to have an issue with Thierry oh, okay. as well. As much as I love Thierry, I used to have an issue with that side. I know that's a side of winning, but it's also a team sport. And I don't like... We were doing well. We didn't need every pass to be the right pass. We were free no up. He didn't need to be throwing his hands up in the air, complaining that the pass yeah, wasn't coming. Yeah, I, I agree with Sam on that. I also I don't understand why anyone would ever criticise Ozil the only thing I get that he was a lot of money however in this market there are players that they were talking last night on the um, on the commentary about they signed how Bayern Munich signed Douglas Costa for 22 million and they were saying how cheap it was it depends on who you sign players from you look at some of the Premier League signings some of them you look at and you think that's so much money for that player 30 million for Bonnie and and then other, and, you know, 30 million for Lamella and there's other signings where you think it's a snip you've got 30 million for Lamella and you've got 30 million for Sanchez so the money I understand Ozil was a lot of money the guy's brilliant and on uh, Sam's point about Sanchez throwing his arm Sanchez is a bit like that he can be and I don't, I don't particularly like it like, we're 3-0 up Joel Campbell's just scored his first his first goal for the club or his first goal in the Premier League definitely he goes racing through he hits one from 25 yards and it okay it wasn't the best effort ever but it wasn't the worst and Sanchez is throwing his arms and like Sam said you do think you know maybe encourage him he's just scored he's on a high but Sanchez is like that he's like that and and you know when it's all going well you love him for it almost or you know you don't care about it when it's going badly which I know Sam wasn't saying it was on Saturday it can be a bit frustrating yeah I guess people get used to it you know if it's, if it's Sanchez's style is to be like the whole time I guess you know the other players around him know that that's just the sort of level he wants to be at and that's it that's his way and his, and his goal return is not quite as high as it was probably this time last year it's not as maybe as Arsenal fans would expect it so it's 3-0 we've got a chance if he squares it to him Sanchez gets another goal maybe he's looking at it from his own sort of you know personal not necessarily personal um, achievements but he wants to get a goal he wants to be that more confident we actually compared it that it was almost like he backed himself as any time goal scorer because every time the ball wasn't <laughs> coming to him he seemed to be getting angry that he wasn't getting the opportunity to score a goal. I think he knows that he, he can change a game and that's the similarity between he and Terry they both know that they can change a game at a you know, click of the fingers and he's frustrated himself at the moment because that's not happening in the last couple of games. Yeah, he's not, not his best, is he, at the moment? No, I agree. One of the people you just mentioned there, Ricky, as well, I want to talk about Joel Campbell. And can we talk about him not thinking about last night for a moment? Because Garth Crooks, God bless the man, put him in his team of the week <laughs> after watching, I presume, only in the match of the day highlights, which made him look really, really good. Now, I'm not one for having a go at players, but... 
there was no way he deserved to be in a team of the week. Like he played far after Swansea. Yeah, after Swansea. Uh, I he had a good game. No, either. I thought he was fine. Oh, okay, then, then, then put it. You thought you okay? So and go our on. Whole team. I thought he was the second best player in our team. I think that's fair. For I his, thought he had a very good game. His work rate, tracking back. He, he worked really hard. I didn't for his think premium. tracking back was. Uh, uh, I mean, Montero was still tearing up. And see, I thought. See, this again. I think the thing people were, who I was watching it with mentioned how about Montero had such a great game and thank God he went off. He had a great game against us when they beat us when Callum Chambers got torn apart. Last week I think he beat Bellerin when Bellerin dived in once and he put in one up. I don't think he had a particularly good game and I thought Joel Campbell did help out. He made one tackle where they actually got the free kick where Mertzaka handballed it. I thought he worked really hard and I think the difference with Joel Campbell and Alexis Sanchez on the other wing. Last night again, Joel Campbell was, especially in the first half, running back and Sanders wasn't doing it quite as much but I think with Arsenal fans you clearly don't agree but with Arsenal fans or with Joel Campbell he's got to work harder because he knows that in probably in two games time he's not going to put on the shirt again for a while Sanchez knows he's the first name on the team sheet so you're always going to have a guy who's going to try harder against a guy who's one of our best players who thinks well can I be bothered to get back this time not all the time I appreciate Sanchez has a brilliant work rate but Joel Campbell knows he's got to play 100% in every single second he's playing for Arsenal at the moment otherwise He's as good as gone. I don't actually think there's an otherwise. Um, with, with respect to the bloke, if, if, if any of Theo Walcott, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Tom Rizicchio, Aaron Ramsey... Jack Wilshere as well. Jack Wilshere were yeah. fit. The bloke, so he's probably our fifth or sixth choice in yeah. that position. Yeah. So there's a reality here that if he's still here next season, it'll be a massive shock in the way that he'll yeah. have to have done something so impressive in the few games he's going to have before some of those yeah. players return. Hence why he's shooting from 30 yards. Mm. He's, he's trying just, to make a patient. Yeah. I, I just... I, don't, I thought he did well sure on though, Saturday. I'm but not sure he's done his reputation any damage in the last... Yeah. I, I thought he had a terrible no, game definitely. at Sheffield Wednesday, but the last two games, I don't think he's done himself too much damage. Even at Sheffield Wednesday, he was... But okay. it does we feel like a standard... He was player that looked like he might do something on one of the worst footballing performances I've seen from an Arsenal team yeah I won't hop back too much to Sheffield Wednesday because it was covered in the last part but did you not think it, there was clearly a sign that we have a player on a level below what we were expected to there last night I agree with Sam I thought he was our, probably yeah our second our ticket uh, but like you say let's bring in last night's performance as well <coughs> last night I didn't think they were worried were they they were players on the pitch oh, for course. Arsenal didn't have a good game no, last exactly, night yeah. they didn't I know agree. who was wearing the shirt no one played well last night <laughs> We had glimpses of uh, great moments, Cazorla breaking through the midfield, Ozil finding great passes, Giroud's great goal, but they were all glimpses, nothing that really looked like we were going to take a yeah. hold of the game. There's an element of, of reality here that the guy, as we just said, is, is fifth or sixth choice in that position. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and he's, it, it and didn't he, but he's punching barely. above probably where he should be. Yeah, it just felt, I don't know what you think, Warren, but it, it felt like there was very much awareness of Bayern Munich hitting that Debussy Campbell you know, you know the, the duo, and, and that was where our weak point was. But then, equally, to be fair, you know, as you mentioned, Ricky, on the on the other side with Sanchez, he was out of position a lot yeah, of the time. He wasn't doing his running. Other, Sanchez and Monreal was having two on one, and it wasn't going to it wasn't going to happen. But I don't know what you thought. Sorry. Thought were it, it, yeah, it was it was that he did a lot of defending in the first half, especially, um, and he was covering Debussy all the time. So he, he you know, by, by half time, you can see he was, he was starting to get tired for the defending that he was doing. And then, you know, asked to make a quick break, and he's supposed to be up there, and he just occasionally he wasn't there. I also find that he Sorry. runs a bit like uh, Christopher Ray back in the day, like he's running in quicksand. Yeah. <laughs> he he looks like he's going to be quick, but he, he doesn't sh- actually doesn't get look, anywhere very fast. I agree. He looks like he should be very quick. He, um, I think the problem is that last night, for example, we're playing. Other than Sanchez and Ozil, every single player of theirs is better than every single player of ours. And to a certain extent, I understand you know, the frustration. It's 5-1, it's, it's not pretty. But 
other than two players, every single one of the players is so much better than ours that you know you have to hold your hands up sometimes. And what do you expect? I was having a funny conversation after the game, saying you know we should be able to beat Olympiacos, Olympiacos by, by two goals to get into the to stay in the competition where we just lost to one of the teams five one. It's almost, and I, I, I appreciate we always need to be in the Champions League. We always should qualify for the Champions League, but we just lost to a team five one. Yes, we beat them two 0 before. But they're just one of probably three, I imagine, three teams that would you think would wipe the floor with us over two legs. And we're not the first team to go to Bayern Munich, in, yeah, forget, not. not even the German League and the Champions League, and go get well beaten. Albeit we were all there, with the exception of Ricky, for a historical night for Arsenal Football Club, in that it was our heaviest ever defeat in Europe, matching, you know, the first time I think we've, second time we let in five, I think we've had a 5 2 defeat back in the early 80s. And also it matches the 4 0 in some ways that we suffered in Milan. Wow back in 2012 before we so nearly heroically brought it back in what would have been a magnificent moment but then Van Persie missed like this chance anyway we we can hop back to that but I I agree then with what you were saying Ricky but I don't know what you felt Warren and and Sam going into the game last night I have a problem that once I've had a few beers I get more confident about the idea that we might get something from the game but in the the cold light of day going out in the morning the expectation was Olympiacos will win a game of football against Dynamo Zagreb and we would lose against Bayern Munich and we would be in exactly the position we were in 12 hours later so what did you feel pre-game? I said to you as your confidence was growing that I was Three or four nil loss was always what I saw was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. it shouldn't be that way. Arsenal shouldn't be going to Europe and getting beat five one by anyone. I don't care how good Bayern Munich are. That shouldn't be happening to Arsenal Football Club. We're a bigger club than that. But with nine first squad players out of your squad, you're always going to struggle against the best team in the world. We we beat them two nil at home, but we had eleven players fully fit. And um, they gave us a run for our money in that game as we well. We were fortunate. I think, I think yeah. if there is one message actually to take out the two games, it's that we're lucky we're still in the competition. And as much as we are underdogs to go through now, it's a pretty similar situation as it was, as I said. I think we're 7-2 to two with the bookmakers. So, you know, there, there is that chance that, that people feel they're about a 20-25% chance that, that we can go and do it. And when you talk about the expectation to going to Bayern Munich last night, Ricky, we were about, say, 7-1 to one to go win that game. But to go to Olympiacos and win two, by two or more would only be about half that percentage. You know, it's much more likely we can go and get a result and win by two at Olympiacos than it is to go to Bayern Munich. Of but Warren, what's, what's, what was your feeling going to say? I feel you were possibly more positive going in than Sam. I was hoping for a draw. I was that was like, expecting that, or hoping. I was hoping, I, okay. and I thought I thought actually thought I didn't say this to anyone. <laughs> I actually thought we were going to get beat. I, um, I was hoping we were going to lose five one, but um, I was praying for a draw. But you know, you lose you lose Bellerin and then you lose Koscielny, um two days and one day out. It, it makes a big difference to the defence. Yeah. But Bellerin has got better as a result of not playing last night in a way that he was just so brilliant against Swans as well. That that yeah. that tackle or the you know the challenge he eventually put on Gomez, the distance he had to run mm. to get back and was Dibush, just. Dibush did the same thing last night. Tabushi did do something similar. I had to, I've got to be honest. Seeing as the score was was it four one at that four nil I think at that point and we were. It was near-nil against Swansea, so maybe not celebrated in quite the same way. No, although what was celebrated in an extraordinary manner was Mr. Ozil's handball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so same. We were high five around the sofa. Were you? Because yeah. there must have been that 15 seconds in the stadium. Longer than, longer than I think I've ever celebrated a goal yeah. that then wasn't given. Yeah. Is it, can you remember a similar occasion for yourself? Or, we, we were no, genuinely it was a good 30 around. seconds. I wasn't even facing the pitch. I was celebrating that much. <laughs> it was just... Um, there were, I mean... I don't, I, the only thing that caught my eye a little bit quicker than I think everyone around me was that Neuer seemed particularly mm. persistent that something had gone on 
and it, you know, the, I don't know, the referee was clearly engaging in conversation. This is where, unfortunately, those fifth officials have, uh, yeah. <laughs> have ruined football. Well, they helped us out. I, well, they sort of helped us out with the Urzel goal in the first game, albeit it probably wouldn't have finished one 0 without it. So uh, they chalked off one Urzel goal and allowed one other. So, but the Olympiacos game as well, they made a mistake with us. In which game? Olympiacos at home. The fifth official said the board gone over over the line and it had yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Well, these pesky yeah. fifth officials and the, <laughs> I, I actually I remember that moment actually in the Olympiacos game. I didn't I hadn't realised obviously that, that you sort of forget that goal line technology is not there because you're so used to watching the Premier League stuff now and it's like instantaneous and there's none of this. Uh, mm-hmm. So you wait for desperately trying to, to be that little bit different to everyone else. So Warren, th- this trip that you've come over with, what have you got? You've got um, four games in total. Was it Sheffield Wednesday? Swansea, Swansea, Bayern, and uh, we got Spurs Bayern. on Sunday. We do have a little game on Sunday, which we'll, yeah. we'll come to. Just, just give us a bit of context then about Arsenal Australia. How, how many members have you got? How often do you meet up? Because I think you know, I, I, I'm talking about a wider issue here, really briefly. But we have this. I, I always worry when I talk to some, you know, my friends who talk to Arsenal fans. There is sometimes this wrong mentality that you, you almost have to be from London or you, you have to be immediate or grow up in an Arsenal family to, to love Arsenal as much as people. But then when you go to places like Australia, as I was fortunate enough to do a, a couple of years ago, and you realise that people are getting up in the middle of the night or they're staying up till you know, 2, 3 a.m. to watch a game, then actually in some ways you sort of realise just how much they do love your club, even though they are literally, you are, as far away as possible as you can be yeah. from North London. We suffer. Um, 2 a.m. is our usual kick-off time. 2am yeah. well, so 3pm Saturdays at 2am 2am yeah for most of the season it changes a bit with daylight savings but it's usually a 2am kick off uh, Champions League uh, is around about a quarter to seven in the morning so sometimes you get to go to get together with groups and that's have a breakfast. terrible time to go to the pub quarter to seven in the morning <laughs> yeah you watch it go and you're Obviously, excited Sam and... would be fine it's It'd about the time I started yesterday yeah <laughs> in Luton airport at four, four in the morning whatever you have in your so first six yeah so virtually you watch a game and then go to work that's, you know and not, not work for the first Four hours. What's the best excited. game then, when it's like a twelve forty-five lunchtime? Because that's sort of late Saturday uh, night. Yeah, um, spending um, early in the season, the start of the few weeks of the season. Uh, that's a quarter to quarter to ten, quarter to eleven kickoff. That's, uh, so that's not that's not too bad. Western Australia is good. They're they're three hours behind us. So yeah, you know they it's get true. They, they different get, time zones yeah. in Australia. It's not one big. Yeah. Uh, but um, Arsenal Australia is spread all over Australia. We we call them chapters. There's a chapter in each capital city. Um, so if, if if I'm travelling to Sydney or I'm travelling to Melbourne during the year, I know where to go and watch a game. Um, as soon as you walk in, everyone everyone's mates. Um, so and we we meet up as a club once a year. We have an AGM uh, every May, uh, hopefully with the last home or last away game of the season. What's, what's the relationship like with the club? Because you, you mentioned they've been very helpful on your trip, to be fair to them. Because we sometimes criticise the club occasionally about the odd thing like ticket pricing and whatnot. So we it's should give been, them some credit. It's been fantastic. I, I came up with the, with the idea about 2008. Um, so I dealt with Jill Smith, who was the supporters club liaison officer. Uh, she retired a couple of years ago. But um, Jill, Jill was fantastic and Mark Brindle has now taken over that role. And he helps me with everything. Um, meeting old players occasionally. We met Brian Talbot last year. Uh, he brings them downstairs from the Diamond Club. Uh, <laughs> spends about five, five, ten minutes with us, and he was really good. You know, it wasn't like a shake of the hand and see you later, fellas. It was, it was a nice time. And they help out with tickets, presumably as well. Yes, yes. Every every supporters club um, outside Britain um, has a is on the intranet with Arsenal. Um, they're allocated a certain amount of tickets per game. And uh, it's a lottery system, or you know, I don't know what the rest of the, the rest of the world does, but ours is, is a lottery system. 
Um, let's say I'm, I'm just I'm just asking you how interested. So let's say I'm a member of Arsenal Australia, but I'm, I can't come when you're doing an official trip. But I want to go for a game, so I get in touch with you and I say I want a ticket for you know Arsenal against Southampton, and then. I go into a ballot, do I? Yeah. Um, what happens is that you, you get on the web and you apply for a ticket online. At the moment, what we do is we, we look at the membership number. So the longer you become a member, or the longer you are a member, the higher chance you have of, of getting a ticket. Um, but that's we, we're coming up with different ideas to make it a little yeah. bit more. And what about cup finals? Do you end up get you, you can get in the same way? Um, yeah, the same way. Um, that's that's a bit more difficult. Um, I haven't been involved in in the cup final side of things, and I don't really know how that's handled. But um, we have a we have a ticket guy, a guy called uh, Mike, who lives in in Brisbane. He looks after the ticket allocation. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sort of up with the with the cup final situation, so I didn't know what happened there. Fair enough. Well, it's, it's fantastic to hear the clubs sort of do take so much interest in, in their fans from afar. And Arsenal, I'm just, have, they, have they been out to Australia ever? No. Never? We're, we're trying to get them there. Um, <laughs> I don't think Arsenal... Liverpool, There's a few Liverpool. players I'd happily send to Australia. Yeah, we... we who, who would you... Who would be, <laughs> Joel, no, Joel Camp, no, I'm joking. The, all, a lot of the big clubs have been there. Well, Liverpool know? were at the MCC, weren't they? Man City, Spurs came out, Chelsea, uh, you know, AC Milan... Where do you think we rank in terms of interest from Australian football fans? Like, are we beh- we're behind Liverpool, presumably. Liverpool, it seems, is the is the most supported club in Australia. But I, I think Arsenal are well up there. Um, but the problem is, I, I get the feeling from the club is that Arsenal doesn't want to travel that extra eight hours from Singapore. Well, I think the truth is Arsenal doesn't want to go to Singapore. He'd happily well, be yeah. in Austria, yeah. hiding in the woods or wherever, yeah. whatever yeah. else used to go on in those pre-season training. But unfortunately, there's a commercial reality to having Huawei and all these companies as your, as your commercial sponsors. Well, that's brilliant. So, so Spurs on Sunday, you're, you're going, presumably, yep. and they, yep. you said they sit you up in the top of the clock well, end, was yeah, it? Yeah, all the supporter clubs from around the world are allocated seats at the top tier of the clock end. I like the idea they might have like an international flag to welcome you in your seat. Well, that'd be nice, but well, uh, just on that, um, we had a banner put up uh, right at the end of last season. Um, myself and Mark Brindle organised a, to have an Arsenal Australia banner put up permanently in the in the stadium, and it got put up on uh, right above the goal of the North Bank. So that was, and it's a bright yellow and green. So that's uh, it's fantastic. You, you remind me that actually uh, talking of flags, Sam, Sam, you had your flag My taken. Flag was actually next to an Australian Gooners flag. Was it what, last night? Did you have your flag up last night? At one of the beer halls. Yeah, one yeah. of the beer halls outside the Dublin. Did you have a flag off and then ask, <laughs> ask passers-by to vote off. which they preferred? Yeah, our flag. Your flag goes everywhere. Yours is the Black Lion. Gooners, yeah. In relation to the West Hampstead pub. pub yeah. Is that oh, where that we can sure. find you on many a weeknight evening? Uh, yeah. Or probably a, week, our, a weekday morning, probably. As well. it's, our, it's where we go before our cup final days out that we've so, had a few of in the yeah, last few years. That's how regularly we are in a cup final. We've got a flag named after a cup final pub. What, two and two. We actually had a moment getting into the ground with the flag last night. Where I they, saw because we, thought, you were, you were we behind me and then you disappeared. Flag. Well, they were worried about the word black on no, your flag. I thought it was a racial flag, so we had to actually Google the Black Lion pub <laughs> and prove it and was prove a pub it's in your London. local pub. Fantastic. Well, it was good to know. And it, it got up. And did you end up? I mean, you take your flag, but it always seems there's so many flags. It always seems like there's a real pride of joy. And you're, you're taking yours to the Euros, you said? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to the Euros and. and June, so it'll be there. Oh, it's good you're going amongst, in June. That's when it's taking place. Yeah. Amongst, <laughs> good to pop by, <laughs> amongst the many other hundreds of England flags that will be there. 
But um, it gets a few appearances on TV. It was on TV at Sheffield and Zagreb that made an appearance. So. Is it what your name's on it? It's just Black, nah, it's just no, Black it just Light. Black Light and Gooners. And what about ten of you? Different crests. Ten of you involved. Yeah, yeah. Ever had a flag, Ricky? No. I've not had a flag. I've no. not had a flag. I think I might. I quite like that. Maybe I should get a footballistically. A national, a national flag. Yeah, you should get a footballistically. Get footballistically Arsenal. It'd be good yours publicity and, for yours us. Yours Boyd's face on it. I don't think... I don't think it was. Maybe Boyd's Twitter handle. He, you know, he's got far more followers than me. In fact, I, I dread to think how many followers or people won't listen to this. Like Boyd not being on. But uh, maybe they like the positivity. Spurs on Sunday, Ricky. It's, it's a game that always gets me excited. Sam mentioned to me it's a game that gets him most nervous. Is that what you said yesterday? Yeah, Tottenham at home more than anything. More because so you're so worried about the idea of losing, losing against them. Yeah. Do you have? I mean, I, I mean, stereotypically, we, you know, all of us from North London, we have a lot of both Arsenal and Spurs mates is that why you just hate the idea you could lose it I was just always growing up that well put it this way I wasn't allowed Tottenham was as bad as a swear word in my house growing up so I've always, it's always been installed into me not to like Tottenham and the thought of losing to I Tottenham. I thought you were going to say it's installed, installed in me not to swear <laughs> <laughs> I thought having some next year at football was quite unlikely <laughs> scenario um, yeah so I've always had that but we've had it so good haven't we I mean under Arsene Wenger and I think that's what makes it harder for us when the oh, times that we have lost recently obviously because la- we have had it yeah last year so we had Harry Kane beating us at, at beating the lane with a you know, fantastic <coughs> header and they got the point didn't they earlier in the season yeah, so which was a woeful performance from us the home game it was an unusual they, they, season I, well they were particularly defensive last season that is what I remember the home game was a, wasn't particularly exciting I actually thought second half we played okay but they were, I remember them being you know 10 men behind the ball they nicked a goal Chadley Flamini yeah Chadley scored Flamini and Mertzak I think it was more so Flamini playing around with it at the back they nicked it and went one nil up and Chamberlain, Chamberlain scored first yeah. in the air I think Welbeck missed kick it and Chamberlain walloped it in but I, I like to look at compare results from one season to the next obviously last season we lost to Swansea mm. and we drew with Spurs so potentially we could pick up six points where we picked up one from last season which is a good chance to, to uh, then West Ham last season at home we lost we do, I think we're, I think we're just about ahead of where we were with the same result okay. we, drew with, we drew with Liverpool last year we beat them we lost to Chelsea but we also recently we've, we've picked up points from games that we didn't pick up last year we lost to United we beat United and what was the other game we played I can't remember but it was another game where we basically won that we didn't last season Spurs, Spurs are playing tonight in probably in about 10-15 minutes after we, we've done this podcast and that probably gives us some sort of hope Warren I don't uh, everyone talks about this idea that why is Thursday Sunday any worse than but we've got the extra day the first thing we've got an extra day even though we've travelled back from an away game in Europe and they played Monday they played Monday albeit they've been playing quite well dare we say of late haven't lost since the beginning of the season first game of the season yeah Warren Villa was it, shocking on, on Monday night against well, Spurs uh, they, they got, didn't have to play they got well. going after about an hour Villa didn't they they had their 20 minutes where they got their goal in could have had a second. Oh, that defended by Kieran Clark oh, for that first goal. But I, I that, think it, that it was horrendous. That was it was quite so astonishing. Although really? Mike, Mike Dean seemed to enjoy it. Have you all seen the Mike yeah. Dean <laughs> running off to celebrate? Really extraordinary. Because really then people strange. started showing loads of old clips of Mike Dean celebrating goals, and it's obviously like his his thing. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's an odd guy. Warren, is it? Have you been to a North London derby before? No. Wow. Thoroughly looking forward to this one. Fantastic. No, yeah, that's no, quite exciting. Is, yeah. It's common for. You go in fancy dress to North London derbies. Everyone will be in fancy dress. I'll come see five Australians in fancy dress. Green and gold, green and gold. So your your first North London, your first North London derby. So you've shouldn't you had years of watching North London derbies. Yes, and yes, huge nights. Usually huge nights. It always, it always uh, is a huge night against the top five. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you remember your first Tottenham game, Sam? Oh, no. I cried at my first Arsenal Spurs game. Why? So, my dad and my older brother. There wasn't someone called Sam swearing furiously <laughs> no, 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 by no. you, was there? So, I, I, I admit, my, old, my dad and my older brother are Spurs fans. And hey, uh, yes, I, yes, I do yes. know this, but you should you, give context yeah. to people who my, don't know. How does so this my mum's an Arsenal fan. My dad and my older brother are Spurs fans. I sort of copied my mum's dad, who's also an Arsenal fan. I've always been an Arsenal fan. Um, but my dad and my older brother are Spurs season ticket holders. We went to the game, I won't know what year it is, but Ian Wright scored a penalty. And I remember, I was very young at the time, and the amount of abuse and the... It was just a horrible atmosphere, sitting with the Spurs fans. Aged, what, seven or eight? Something like that. And, I don't know, apparently I got overwhelmed and and started crying. I was also in the Spurs fans when Henri scored that goal. Mm. Um, so it's quite quite which, a strange. Which what what the Galway slid on his knees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you were in the so ivory in, in the, the ivory end, right next to where like Spurs fans are trying to get onto the pitch. It's very it's, uh, you can see the game from a very different respect perspective. Oh, you were the boy in the crowd that was crying. Oh. <laughs> no, I wasn't crying at that point. I was like <laughs> fist pumped, just low enough. For I hate the Spurs fans I, can, I, can, oh, I, I think I don't know. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I'd rather I'd rather watch the game on oh, telly yeah, than sit in the Spurs. I time. definitely couldn't do any more. But at the time, it, I don't know. My dad said, "Do you want to come?" And I said, "Yes." And it was it was surreal, I guess. I don't know. It was, it was very strange. But that Henri one was was particularly good. I'm trying to. I can't remember my first. Maybe a three-one. I feel at Highbury, um, where like there was a the way, where Wright did that cross from like his span. I think it must have been Carr or someone at the corner put the ball in, and Burkamp sort of took a touch back inside and curled it into. I feel that was my first maybe Arsenal Spurs memory. But the best one of all would, would have obviously would have been 2004, which was just like that was. Do you know? There's the one time I've ever paid a tout for a I for really a football ticket at Arsenal, which was for the you know, day we ended up, ended up winning the league. You bought a ticket outside Wild Hartley. I got it off. Um, I'd met someone in the morning. I met some sort of tout in the morning. Right. I think it was only seven, was like sixteen, seventeen. It was a fortune I paid at the time. It felt like a lot of money, but obviously then, like four hours later, it felt like the best decision in the world. That night was very. Do you remember? We were talking about this yesterday, briefly. I'm not sure if you heard something about. There was an Arsenal fan called Mickey B. I don't know if you remember Mickey B. He's a, a black guy that used yes, to stand yes, at the yes, front of the. Yes. Always used to be in the yep, front row. Yep. I don't know. He had some sort of exclusive exclusivity agreement yep. with the box office <laughs> that he got a row A ticket. And yep. he would stand at yep. the front I and do his little dance, dance with yeah. his flag. And he liked the flag. And he was famous for that day at being at White Hart Lane when they scored their equaliser at 2 2, swearing his head off, running, at, running out the ground because he thought that meant we therefore didn't win the league. Right. And being like the only Arsenal fan outside the stadium for those 20 minutes. <laughs> he became very famous for being known for that moment. But that. That and then Henri celebrating on the pitch after they'd all been told not to celebrate on the pitch was just as good as it would ever get. But we should get back to the game. Warren, your thoughts, you know, are we, are we good enough to beat, beat Spurs? I'm confident. You've had a mixed trip, oh, I would say, very so far. Because we've conceded, how many? We've conceded eight, yes. three, three and five. <laughs> yeah, we've had a really good win at Swansea. Do I have to count? It's going to be a four-all draw. Well, <laughs> Warren's uh, more of a league game man. He's, you know, he's, he's, has, he's seen us fail in the Cups, but hopefully in the league he'll carry someone, on his form from Swansea. If someone said to me before the tour, you're going to lose two and you're going to win two. I would have easily um, gone with Swansea and Spurs. So, as it being the two wins, to yeah. the two. I go with that. I go with that too. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. So, your your, your score prediction? You know, what, oh, what do you think? Uh, I haven't even thought about this. I'm going to go three nil. Three nil. I'm really confident. I'm very confident. We're going to beat. So you've had guys. you've had three nil the wrong way at Sheffield. Yes. Do you think there'll be three nil league victories in, yeah. in the opposite Swansea? But it could be three one because Harry always gets a goal in the ninety second minute. So I was desperately hoping Harry Kane would would be a bit shit this season. To be honest, I had a bet with one of my mates. He'd score like I think sixteen, mm-hmm. seventeen or less, and unfortunately, 
after such a slow start, he actually looks like he might score some goals well, again. Well, he got one in the last minute on the other day. And yeah, but he scored a hat-trick against Bournemouth. But I think that was... Yeah, but that was back, Bor- back Bor- in Boric was sort of helping him out on that occasion. <laughs> the Bournemouth in, in a way that hopefully Pesacek won't. Yes. Oh, the amount of 90-minute goals that Harry scores is amazing. Yeah. It's just... He's, yeah. I'm sure Arta Boric will have the best game of his career when he comes to the Emirates there. <laughs> <laughs> it always seems as to is, As is the way. What are you thinking for, for Sunday's end? Uh, 2-0 Arsenal. 2-0 yeah. Arsenal. Yeah, just confidence, yeah. no, no struggles in. I'm nervous, but my, my head always says that we're going to beat them. Oh, I'd love Campbell, Campbell to be one of those. I'd love Campbell to score again. Yeah. Joel Campbell to score Sam, again. Sam, so we can sing Joel Campbell's won the double. Yeah, there was a lot of... <laughs> yeah. Sam, Sam said something which the I was scored speaking, a double maybe would be nice. I was speaking with someone about briefing, the fact that Every football fan thinks that their team, are, you know, it's the goal he always plays brilliantly against their team. Yes. And uh, the, the, someone always scores their first ever goal for that club against their team. So hopefully, um, you know, like you said, Czech won't make any Boric like mistakes. I think it will be a really close game. Both, I think we've both got the best record, and, or Man, you've got slightly better than Spurs. They've considered one less goal, but we're, we're both up there in the best defence the, in the leagues. In the league, I think we will win 1 0. 1 0. Giroud. One nil scrapping. There's not a lot he can do with the team, is there? Because Bellerin's no. out, they've said, but Koscielny said is very unlikely to play, which presumably means it, it could literally be the same team mm. as, as midweek. What do we think, sir? Uh, I'd imagine so. There's, there's not a lot there's he can do. There's not a lot coming back in, so I can't see many changes. I'm I hoping Koscielny pulls through. So, 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 so we've just got the last few minutes of the pie. I wanted to talk generally about so league title ambitions going forward because... The, is this the, you know I, I sat here three weeks ago because I missed the last two podcasts when I was away and I said I think when we get to that Man City game in December which feels already like a huge game that's looming we could well be top of, well be top of the league and not only would we be top of the league quite a few of these players that are out in you know could could start to return and therefore that is an amazing position to potentially be in that if you could be first or a couple of points off the top and start having to your players to return for the new year. I think if we try and take the context out of it being a North London derby on Sunday, it's an absolutely massive game for our league title credentials to try and get through this, get the three points, use the international break to regroup, get a few players back from injury and then push on again up until Christmas. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree with Sam. Really, I think it's going to be a really, really, really tough game. game. I think it's going to be one of the toughest home North London derbies for quite a while. I think they're, they, you know, if you don't lose since the beginning of August or mid-August, you know, you're doing something right. Yeah, we could do with another start similar to what we had against Manchester United. We that'd be nice if we were three and up after that'd, that'd twenty minutes. Nice. Again. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not convinced it's, uh, it's going to go as smoothly as that. Yeah. Now, one but, thing, one thing, I think um, people are a little bit worried about the defence and some of the injuries we've having, but it defence is actually where we've got cover. You know, we've got two good centre backs to come in if. Oh, We've always got a good centre back to come in if one of them is injured in Mertesacker, Kashoni, and Gabriel. We've got two right backs, two left backs, okay, and a Debuch and Gib to come under some criticism. Well, the Gibbs thing is weird. Like, he doesn't let the bloke play anywhere near the defence anymore. Like, he brings him on. Monreal's been one of the most consistent performers. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing, but it's kind of like now he's just kind of throws him on the left wing. Yeah. Told to well, he still around. makes England squad. How, I mean, how he makes England squad, I don't know. How Roy Hodgson. Baines is out for like. Yeah, life, there's a lot life, of left backs. There's a lot of left backs who you could choose ahead of Luke someone Shaw, that doesn't yeah, but Luke play. Shaw's yeah, out. There's still Galloway, at Everton. Oh, um, come on, Danny Rose. Is Galloway's played nearly every. Well, he's played a lot of football. You can't pick someone that doesn't play any football. My ignorance on Galloway's nationality, I always play a point. Oh, I, okay, <laughs> I, I assumed he was Irish. Oh, fair <laughs> well, I've got no I idea. Okay, we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a, re- we'll have a really I'm, quick Google. I'm guessing it is English. Sharon Gibbs came on at Swansea and got two minutes up front. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's just like. 
Is Andrews Townsend in this England squad? Do you know, be do you know what Kieran Gibbs is? He's a dream right. fantasy league player in the, in the league I do, which we do our own points. He's the sort of player that would, you know, you qualify for a clean sheet just by coming on as, as a registered defender. He's now the absolute dream because he only ever comes over at 90 seconds of football. So the chances of him letting a goal are, are incredibly slim. So let, let's conclude. Um, Warren, you know, absolutely enjoyed to, to have you with us. Are, are we going to win the league and are we going to qualify from the Champions League? Just give us your thoughts on both. I've got a feeling we're not going to get out of the group stages. I don't know why. I've just got this gut feeling we're not going to get there. Um, whether it's going to be not getting the, the correct amount of goals against Olympiacos, which is probably hope. It'll get down to that last game because I think Bayern Munich will do the right thing by us. But I just don't. I just got a feeling we're not going to. But um, the league, I'm really confident. I think at the end of the day, it'll be between Man City and us. Yeah, it's a two horse race, Sam, isn't it? It's a two horse yes, race. Uh, that's you, the way I see it. I, I, you, do, you th- do you think we've got I, a chance? I'm a, we've got a chance. I wouldn't like to say I'm confident of us winning the league, but I reckon it's our best chance we've had in a few years. The league isn't as great as it has been. A lot of teams are underperforming. Just look at the way Chelsea are playing this season. Do you think we can all enjoy that? But the window in January will have anything to do with it. I don't know how we can. We can't really talk about transfer windows at our mm. club. The amount of times we think we're going to do something in the transfer window and we never actually end up doing anything. No, other than it'll, it'll this be... summer we all knew we needed a couple more players to you, add to this squad. We'd can... added those players. I'd 100% said we'd won the league this year. You can write the um, you know having X return is like having a new player press conference for Arsene Wenger already, <laughs> and, Danny, and that will go Danny on until Welbeck's Danny Welbeck. <laughs> yeah, Danny Welbeck. Uh, yeah, so long, Danny Welbeck's been out. I should I should point out Galloway um, is um, qualified to play for Zimbabwe or England, but is England represented. England at uh, a youth hall yeah. so and I, Ryan, Ryan Burke I still don't one. think that after playing 10 minutes of Premier League football no, the blokes ahead of he's played a fair bit played a little, I think you're being unfair he's played 12 games for Everton and you're putting him ahead of Kieran Gibbs it's, England's it's 12 more games than Kieran Gibbs played this season almost I, I, I like the England team to be based on who's right. playing football right Ricky we Andrew have, Townsend isn't in the England squad day so that's good Andrew Townsend gets about he, he, he had a tantrum this yeah, week yeah. about not getting off the bench yeah. Terrible. Right, well, listen, um, did we get your prediction? We did get it. Um, 1 0, you one, said. 1 0, jury. I'm going to go 2 1 to Arsenal. I don't think we've got another game in between. I guess we, there's international week, so I there assume is. we're not doing a podcast next week. I, I naively should have checked this out before I started this. <laughs> oh, I won't be. No, you definitely <laughs> won't be. When are you going back, Warren? Uh, Monday. Just Monday. Yeah. Back. You're not taking Cannon Chambers back on the plane. If you want. <laughs> How many people would turn up if he did a meet and greet at the next Arsenal Australia event? Uh, yeah, there'd be a, there'd be a few there. Don't dozens, you worry. dozens of people. Yeah, quite a few players it. that played against Sheffield Wednesday that played last night. We had Chambers, Gibbs, uh, Debushi, Campbell. So, Jack, he's, he's, played for, he's played for Arsenal. Oh, he, there'd be a lot there. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> well, listen, I, I think that is drawing to a close. It's time to remind you you can still join the Football League Arsenal Dream Team League. Go to www.dreamteamfc.com, register a team for free, then join our league by entering the pin number 839. 4930. And also to remind you, for those of you that want, we've teamed up with Labrix bringing you some exclusive betting odds and offers from them to give you a free bet of up to £50 for you when you click on the link and enter the promo code LAD50. Do follow us on Twitter at Arsenal Podcast. Let us know what you think of this 40 minutes of nonsense. And you can also follow us on our Facebook page. Just search for Football List of the Arsenal. So concluding, saying massive thanks, Ricky, for coming in, to Sam and obviously to Warren. And we wish you well going to your first North London derby and for your, your journey back to Australia. Thank you very much. We'll see you in two weeks' time. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.